wake and bake with the boys Pull out some weed and get high Dude smoking on the phone while Scotty's talking Way too long, got time to smoke one more Taking the message to the people now Keep smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down Right, grow talk. Not on the weekend, on the weekday. Is yeah. it Tuesday grow talk today? Yeah, man. That's what day it is today, sir. It's a couple more days, man. I'll be getting on a plane, going out to California. Getting on a jet plane. Yeah. It used to be a pretty big deal. You had to dress up for that shit, man. Get <laughs> get your fancy clothes on. Right. Right. Not no more, man. No, now people wear their jammies and shit on the plane. <laughs> All right, coming at you guys, Grow Talk today. We get all your Grow Talk up, man. We could use some more Grow Talk. Uh, don't get me wrong, every time I say that, we get it built up. But dogrows.com under growing. I get the grower questions as well as we come up with some of our own. We did get a great uh, VPD discussion with Chris from Get Pulse, and we'll have that coming out sometime soon as well. Yeah, really interesting. Great way to step up your grow, that's for sure. First off, I'll say, you guys, get your value, man. Dogrows.com forward slash value. That's where you can become a member. We're upgrading our credit card system as well. So be able to check out if you want to have anything to do with PayPal. That's coming as well. And $10 a month, man. Help support the show. Help support your grow. Help us continue to be able to bring all this to you. There's a lot going on behind the scenes between the DGC team here. we got Potsy, Guru, Bruce Banner, uh, who am I for? I mean, who am I for? Yeah, our tokens in the tons house, of people. Man. Yeah, gosh, and Jay gotta, Maestro, he he won't take our money, man. But goddamn, <laughs> he, he an amazing artist, man. Thank you for all your work, brother. It's it's only a matter of time before Guru needs another fancy computer. But you get thirty percent off recharge as well if you're a member and you're a grower. And Scotty's stepping up. He's also throwing up five hundred sample packs of recharge. What do those do? Five gallons? Yeah, yeah. You just open one up, throw it in five gallons, and it makes a yeah. Makes All right, sense. I'm going to put them over, guys, for everybody, not just members. This is for everybody. DGC Outlet on the homepage of DudeGrows.com. You can go over there and you can check out and get your sample uh, packs of recharge for a dollar each shipped to you. It does yeah. five gallons. I mean, I don't know how many you could buy. Maybe you can even buy 20 if you want. But they're going to be over there. Check them out and get yourself some recharge. I guarantee, as Scotty does, uh, it's nice. The five gallons. If you just need to hit your garden once, you're gonna see. You're gonna see the results. All right. Yeah. If you haven't tried it, the reason I made these, I said I spent a fortune making these packets up, and it was because it's a lot to ask of people to try something that's thirty dollars that they're really not sure what it does or why it's gonna work. Uh, to try one of these packets, and it's a bunch of of. First off, the kelp provides a bunch of micro micronutrients, which a lot of times your plants can be deficient in. A lot of times you giving them the steak and potatoes, the macros, but it's missing something small. And the kelp is just loaded with micronutrients, which is beautiful. Solves a lot of problems, but then it just has a ton of soil microbes in it. And these bacteria just go to work. I, I sound like a broken record, but they solubilize inorganic nutrients and deliver them to the plant, man, in exchange for carbohydrates at the plant. And it's not just, the, it's this specific blend. I've used a grip of the products out there. I mean, it's the, the, the blend of bacteria, microbes, and recharges is what makes the the difference. So get yourself over there. A dollar makes five gallons of recharge. It's a no-brainer, guys. Dogrows.com. Anybody can shop in the DGC outlet. Beautiful, my friend. Beautiful. I think I'm at the microbe game, very similar to hanging out with the seed breeders recently, where everybody's making these super, these crosses and hoping for a super vigorous cross with these specific properties, you know? And uh, that, that's exactly what the microbe scientists are doing as well. 
Yeah, the grow. It's the well. No, I'm not going to go there. I'll go into the grow talk and dank nugs here, guys. Yeah. Off of dudegrows.com, you guys have been getting some dank nugs <laughs> up over there, and I've been finding them. This is from the Kissing Chief, titled <laughs> "The First." Say that with a straight face. Come on. <laughs> first grow because thanks for all your smart guy stuff you filled my brain holes with. I These are my the first attempt. Chef, first of all, man. These are my first attempt to grow. These are autoflowers. These are Box Farm Ocean Forest mixed with Happy Frog, Worm Castings, and Perlite. Fabric Pots. It's got some uh, LED cobs here. I haven't heard of Guru from of Citizen Cobs. Is that a brand? It, it is just another brand like Cree or Bridge Lux or Samsung. Okay. I, that's got to be Chinese, right? Uh, I mean, technically, they're all either Chinese or South Korean. I'm just so. saying, if I was going to name a company and I was Chinese, I would name it. Like, if I was going to name... I would name it Citizens. Let's but, call it but, Citizens, but, but, but don't don't mistake. These these are good cops. I'm not LEDs dissing on them. I'm making so. jokes about the Chinese ability to name American companies. They're sir. they're they're like these Citizens ones. Their cost per light ratio is a little bit better than some of the ones you get with the higher digit, I'll be able to get digit diodes. Any, any of it soon if they're Chinese. I just uh, up here in British Columbia, we arrested some Chinese. Uh, CEO of a company and we're supposed to extradite him to the States. And they said here, get ready for the trade war in Canada and China to get brutal. You guys didn't arrest her. You guys let us arrest her. Actually, gotcha. she, she, she's getting extradited here. That sounds so American, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it does. Fair enough. All right, let's get back on the question here. Yes, Nectar sir. for the gods rocking good nutrient line out of Oregon there. Uh, Azos and Mycos, some bacterial and, and mycorrhizae products. He goes, I'm happy with how this went. I see all sorts of places to improve onward and upward. Thank you for all the knowledge. So hell yeah, man. Yeah. Always look. This is a cool looking plant here. I guess this is kind of after he maybe trimmed up a little bit for the last photo or two, but there's a lot of bud to leaf ratio there. You know what I mean? Shameless plug, man. Go get you some recharge, man. Throw it on in. Definitely. You said there's room for improvement. Try it. See what you think. Grow's looking pretty good, buddy. But yeah, that's why I operate in the grow. I always look at there's. I'm sitting there scratching my head in the grow all the time. How can I? What one thing can I do to improve or to up this flower quality or what's going on? So there's, there's usually always something that can be done. All right, what do we got here? Another one from Gorilla Bomb. Gorilla Bomb. I was just trying to think of the future. Some of your shit has been so dank, man. If you're constantly improving, man, I'm coming to visit, then, brother. Lord Blueberry. <laughs> this is, hey, DGC, here's Gorilla Bomb from Bomb Seeds. Day 49, the last day of applying winter frost from New Millennium, grown in five-gal hempy bucket using Geo Newt's Recharge and Winter Frost. My third time growing this strain, it grows large colas and smells very fruity. I smoke it mostly during the day since the high I get allows me to work and still function. It's important. I, I, I'm gonna feed, go ahead, Scott. Uh, you know, I just I was talking to. I resisted the urge to say real quick. I was, yes. I was talking to Jaron a couple of days ago and we did a review. I don't know, Guru, when are we going to throw that out? Maybe sometime next week? Yeah, probably next week sometime. But it was eight or nine different strains that he had showed me that he had grown all in one reservoir. And I go, how the hell do you do that with one reservoir? They all finish at like, I think he said 68 days or something, 64 days. It was very consistent. And he just said that he does it through uh, using, applying winter frost when he wants to finish them up. Each strain, when he wants it to finish up, he applies winter frost to it. It seems like a fucking pretty cool trick, man. Mm, to me, it seems rather unnatural, but I'm not, it depends on what you're trying to achieve. If you're on the same system, he has to achieve this, which I totally get. Right, but he says it's, it, the way it works is it just blocks things, man. It says it blocks certain <laughs> hormones, man, which is fairly interesting, you know? 
I'll give him that. I want to feature Lord Blueberry, as you like to sometimes, about the author, guys, because if you post on dudegrows.com, you can put up a little, you know, whatever picture you prefer here. We're looking at Hank Hill shitting in a little toilet. But Lord Blueberry is an old timer who's been growing for years in the shadow of prohibition. Closet, cabinet grow, and soil and cocoa for wife and I. Honored to be a DGC member, learning and sharing with the many talented and generous growers here. Respect. Respect, man. Yeah. You guys haven't seen that over the search bar on dogrows.com and search growers and grower answers and questions, uh, and you will see a lot of great information. Another reason becoming a member helps this forum on, I, what I call it, a forum? Is Grow Talk officially like a forum or I don't no? Know. I don't know if it's in a forum forum. It's a community, sir. my yes, friend. Sir. They, community yeah. of growers. Reddit's a forum. There we go. All right, moving on, moving on. Let's get into the grow talk here. Pruning during flower. Yeah, this is a good one, man. You're getting right into contrivacy here, huh? I have evolved on this one. If you guys have listened to the show from the beginning, I always said, look, why am I going to cut away solar panels, man? Like, why would I take leaves off? I'm going to let the plant do what the plant does. Shit works, Um, though, man. She gets too bushy after a little while. You got to take some of that stuff off sometimes, man. Hydro hippie here. (laughs) It says, I've read a number of different articles for pruning and flower. And others saying, do not trim and flower. I do a thorough pruning in week three and occasionally till harvest. What's your opinion, Scotty? You just strip them all <laughs> off, dude, 30 days in, just make that plant naked? You know, I've been listening to folks. I can't even clear that chamber right now. I've been listening to folks lately, taking a couple, you know, I haven't grown seriously and, uh, you know, indoors in about two years. Um, and I've been trying to listen. You know, I used to go about three weeks, right about three weeks in, and I would remove quite a bit of foliage, man. Um, I just found it was just so messy. I would grow these giant plants, and they were so messy from vegetative that I would go in there and, and move some of the wasn't directly connected to a nice bud you know what i mean what i where i could see it was connected and feeding a bud um especially i, I kind of thought of it like pinching off suckers you know i would even clear off some of the bottom stuff you know what i mean like the bottom few inches and there's a different when you go into flower now in veg i'm not doing much defoliation unless i'm trying to achieve a thinner canopy to to apply a spray or to make sure there's proper air movement in the upper canopy yeah what's that yeah or the bottom yeah we definitely defoliate the bottom and invent yeah i agree with that but not on the canopy as much because you just want all that kicking hard once i get into bloom now i've been doing it more than i ever have or i'm going in there once a week and i'm taking off about 10 to 15% of these fan leaves that okay. are blocking bud sites. And these fan leaves are huge. Some of them are, you know, way bigger than my hand. And they're shading the multiple bud sites. And I've been seeing good response from doing that. And I believe not only from taking them off to get more light in there, that there's a stress response with the plant. Now, this is just my my, my bro science. Mm-hmm. But that a leaf though. being removed is it's it's like, oh shit, man, maybe push a little harder. Uh I, I think I'm getting better results than not doing it. And I have a pretty good uniform canopy going now. I like to do it. It's all about surface area. If a fan leaf is blocking uh, like leaf area underneath it, that's more area than that fan leaf actually takes up. Right. Then it's beneficial to pull to pull that leaf um, because you're going to get more light uh, hitting photosynthetic cells than if if you left that, that that leaf there. And it's directly closer to the buds you're actually trying to grow as opposed to. Uh, just having a giant fan leaf on a plant. Yeah, I look, I look to see where they're connected. You know what I mean? Where's that fan leaf going to? If it's feeding a giant bud, I leave it. And beyond all of this, like air movement, and if you are doing any spray applications, either for IPM or for foyer feeding, 
having, you know, so you, you have, you're going to reach more of your leaf surface when you're doing these things than just this plant with bushy leaves all over. There's more areas for things to hide. There's more microclimates where you can create a little bit of PM or some shit between mm -hmm. leaves that you don't see for a while. Yep. Or like bugs like to hide sometimes in little places like that. So if even if it's not for yield or, or trying to get more bud sites, it's to create a better environment in the canopy. All I right. Agree, dude. The dude grows the dank, man. Listen to him. What? It's more just a feeling, Scott, even. A, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know how to explain how, what's your regimen? I don't have a regimen, man. I like to look at the plants and I like to think, you know what I mean? I like yeah. to go, like, it's almost like I'm talking with them. You just go Bob Marley on them and say, it's more of a consciousness, man. <laughs> Let me shout out to Extract Craft, all right? You guys, yes, if you're a grower and you want to eat, you're frustrated where it's like, dude, $60 a gram for some shit. Are you just in Prohibition and you, you have nowhere to access some good shatter and sometimes going out and somewhere in Prohibition, that puts you in a pretty shitty spot with law enforcement. So why not make your own extracts? Extract Craft, guys, extractcraft.com. Scotty, is that one, the original one still active in the studio? Yes, it definitely is, man. Definitely is. I actually have some Sunset Sherbet extracts that I made that are absolutely delicious. So, yeah, we got to get, which I keep saying, we're going to get a video out. Uh, you guys made a great video on making edibles at a great how-to, quick, easy step video. Yep. I want to do the same thing with the extract craft and get Colby on the show so we can get one of these to give away as well. So. Deal. Yeah, that would make sense. Somebody commented in the uh, in the YouTube comments this morning that they, they would love one for Christmas. They were asking Santa Claus for one. <laughs> Won't be coming that quick. Santa's, yeah. Santa got a little sidetracked. I think he had an issue with some uh, some hunters in the woods, actually. Oh, so funny funny video sorry. about that. This hunter, like, caps all his deer. Regardless. That sounds hilarious, uh, sir. <laughs> uh, Extractcraft.com. Coupon code dude over there. He also takes care of you veterans as well. So hook it up and take care of your own extracts, man. Deal. All right. So moving on to the rope talk here. What do we got? Come on. Auto this nutrients. actually cool, man. This is by Nene. Autonutrients by Nene. Can I try to narrate one, sir? Can I give yeah, it a shot, it man? You got to narrate like Nene would. <laughs> it says, hey, guys, uh, the past summer, uh, hey, it's harder than, <laughs> than I would think. This past summer was my first outdoor grow. My husband was diagnosed with a brain tumor, and in addition to chemo, he's using extracts from the dispensary here in New York. The oils are so expensive for the amount that is given to you, so I decided to grow. Yeah, fucking awesome, man. I'm sorry your husband has cancer, man, but it's awesome you decided to treat it yourself, take matters into your own hand, man. Uh, he says, I was successful uh, this past summer, but now I'm trying autos. Please tell me the best nutrients to use without the risk of burning my autos. I'm using Fox Farm Ocean Soil Indoor Grow. Cool, I think we can help, Mel. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, first props, like you said, for just stepping up and saying, you know what, I'm a grow. I'm a freaking grow. When you, when you equate the expense, you need success. Don't get me wrong. But if you can grow and at least offset by half or fully going to the dispensary or whatever you're getting, that's that's fabulous. Yeah, and it's great that you're treating your husband your husband's cancer, man. That is absolutely awesome. All right. So basically bringing autos, we're going to do autos indoors. And what's the advice on that? And she's planting an ocean forest, right? Yeah. So ocean forest is a fairly hot soil. So we want to either, you know, we want to make sure we don't add a ton of nutrients right to the ocean forest because it already has some nutrients in it. And if you're going straight and you know if it's straight ocean forest, mm -hmm. which I'm not, I wouldn't start my seed in it, 
But if that's what you have and you're on a budget and you can't amend, I mean, it's not going to do horrible. I'd like it to see amended. You're not going to need food for like a freaking month. That's what I'm saying. For an auto, I wonder if it's even if I mean, would even, even longer, potentially. Bit. Yeah. Because autos, the, the wrap on autos, I've only grown a few of them. So I definitely looked at a DGC for advice on this. But I just used about half strength nutrient. And I only used it I, a few times. I want to say I watered. Uh, with nutrient a couple times, maybe two times in, in veg and a couple times in flour. It's been so long ago, but I remember very light nutrient and the thing just kind of did it, you know, did, did its thing, man. It grew about 18 inches tall and just butted up, man. It was beautiful. Yeah. And what would you do though? Because I, if I'm going to grow in an enriched soil and I'm not positive, you know, all different strains of autos, different environmental conditions, you can't say how quick exactly, Hey, day 28, your soil's out of nutrient, all right? Start using some, you know, if you're watching your plant, you can see it start to come like, oh shit, man, look sure. at that leaf color, That's it needs some nitrogen. But at that point, you can't just use organics, you're gonna have to put some synthetics on there, no, yeah. if you're trying to. Yeah, I would think a little, I, I'm gonna, another plug, I'm bad at plug and recharge today, but some microbes, I get some microbes in there that have their bellies full of nutrition. Uh, they'll eat the nutrition that's in the Fox Farm Ocean Forest soil, as well as eat any nutrition if you're putting in any kind of synthetic. And I would think about maybe once a week, maybe once every 10 days, giving it maybe an 800 part per million solution of something synthetic. That you think that's too much, guys? Guru, you chime in? No, I mean, I definitely wouldn't say that that's too much. Yeah, I, I think something like that would be, uh, would err on the side of caution. And then you got the microbes in there that, that are kind of acting like a buffer. Scott, is Guru on Tinder? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I agree. The, the, the trick is here, you could almost, I mean, I, I'd be dependent on saying you could almost, if you're planting three of these, almost go the whole way, I'm betting, with an enriched soil. Uh, but that, like you said, recharge is a good buffer. If you're using organics, you're gonna definitely, it's gonna be such as BioBiz is a good organic line. It's gonna be harder to burn these. Like you're not gonna, the microbes are gonna communicate with organics. This is just my, the way I say it. I agree. And, and get to the plant what it needs. It's gonna be harder with organics to burn an auto synthetic newt um, but keep us in the loop Nene Scotty why don't you hook up with some recharge then man I'm absolutely down man I'm absolutely down hit, hit me up Nene I'll hit you I'll give you some recharge I would put that on there and then you can tell me specifically what you're using as far as far as nutrients go but real light nutrient maybe a couple times maybe twice in veg maybe two three times in flour and really light eight you know 800 parts per million something like that which is yeah which is, which is hardly anything or cut it in half, but don't double it, but reduce it by a quarter. We'll give you quarter strength nutri nutrients. We're good to go. <laughs> Dude, uh, you haven't used quarter strength in a while. What happened, man? You retired that or what? No. Check out Autoflower Network, too. They have a lot of knowledge over there. Nene. Good deal. And get in touch with the contact over on dogrows.com. We'll, we'll, we'll get at you. <laughs> we'll get at you. I don't Come know what the hell that is. Come on. All right. Where are we at here? We're going to hit up. Cold Buds oh, by Scuba Steve. Man. Does that mean you got to go get a beer? He said Cold Buds. No, not really, because I don't really drink Budweiser. It's no. not a bad beer, uh, but it's not on my to-do. All right, Scuba Steve-O. <laughs> what up, fellas? One, I put one girl outside in my no-till bed with my fall and winter crops late in the season. So we got, okay, uh, not expecting much from it. It's been the low 40s couple of nights and no frost. I know the purplish color is normal, but what else is going on internally with a plant that is outside this late in the season? 
good or bad, Murray, Murray Cripmas? What does that mean, <laughs> Murray Scotty? Cripmas? I don't know, but I like it, and I like it. Love the show. If you're ever down in Central Florida, hit me up at SoilSteve500 on IG. So he's this is the coldest. He's, if he's getting in the lower 40s at night, sure. it's not going to be horrible, but as long as you, you're going to want a pretty warm day. Yeah, uh, being, yeah, I guess you know, I was thinking I was going to say he's in Florida, but I was just in Florida a couple weeks ago, and damn, it was cold, and it didn't get much. Warmer what about during, during the, the day? day? No, it didn't get much warmer, man. I mean, he he could be in like South Florida. He said he's in Central Florida, so he ain't in the Panhandle. It's like a different state, man. Unless it's you know it's strain dependent, there are definitely some strains that are known to do better in colder growing environments like Northern Europe and whatnot. Sure, uh, anything below. Uh, like upper upper 60s 68 69 it's really slow growth you know if your soil's not warming up well i mean what soil temperature do you guys know what soil temperature you need for like proper microbial activity it just uh, everything no. slows down it's like you know, think about how life works man you know what i mean think about how well yeah and and metabolically you're slowing the plant down and then think about what's happening with the humidity at nighttime i'm sure it's doing there, there's dew like every night on the plants when you get up in the morning, and I would really worry about bud rot from that too. And I know that that's a huge problem. Yeah, dude, get one of those cheap ass Harbor Freight little mini greenhouse dome things. If you, I mean that alone would change the environment a ton as far as warming up when the sun's out. Uh, other things is if I mean I know you're not taking it this seriously, but keeping the root zone root zone warm at it's night only when one people plant, man, it's only one little plant. I don't want. I don't know. Sometimes, if it was my one little plant, I'd have fun with it. I'd wrap a freaking seedling heat mat around it. Check it out. You know, go to the go to the extreme. I mean, yeah. Don't forget, I used to have just like two thousand watts of light hanging on the side of my house. To anyway, go ahead. But, but what is happening with that thing? When it's just going to slow down for a couple of days? Yeah. It's going to really slow down. Anything below that, it just won't have time to perform. I saw those in autos that my dad put out. And they didn't grow for shiz because they, you know, it would get down to like 40s at night and then in the day sometimes, right. upper 50s, it would peak. The peak temperature, maybe at mid 60s, would only happen for a little bit. So that's like kind of the problem, I would think. But I mean, why not? It's outside. This is the fun of outside. You're not paying for the environment. You're not paying for lighting. So have fun with it. Sure, sure. I bet you this thing comes back, man. Because I mean, Central Florida, it's warm there, man. Good looking bud. I like that purple color. Yeah, I bet you that's because of the those cold that cold that we had a couple weeks ago. He says it's in the genetics, but I know that from you, I know that leaving plants out make makes them purple. Plants out, dude. Purple. I don't know what people. So many people don't like to like. What's a differential in your grow room? It's like, well, some people say if it's more of ten to fifteen degrees swing, it brings PM. Other people are like I just don't like my shit is swinging hard. Like my night temps are fifty five. My day temps are eighty. Here, what I'm doing now, and I think that it's replicating uh, gives you good growth attributes. And I don't know if it's the coolness uh, affects the sugars at all, the profile in the flowers, because I don't know. That's what I'm doing, and it, it's pretty good. We'll see this time around. Sure. Excited to get to my Canadian harvest. Yeah. First time I've harvested in another country, bro. <laughs> You're global. You're dude global. Dude, worldwide. Thank God it wasn't like where I mean, what worst case? I'd have to do dude grow show from United Emirates. Wife got a job transfer. Good luck. Good luck. I'll see you in jail. <laughs> you have to be like, what happened to dude? I had to change careers immediately. See you in jail, dude. And throw away all of his clothes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, where are we at? We're still doing grow talk here. Yes, I'm supposed sir. to tell you. Oh, I'm still oh, here, man. Where am I? I am supposed to tell you in a good way, not supposed to because I want to tell you about Radical Bags, Garden Gear Supply, 
Shout out to Shane, uh, OG in the game. Always try. He's a very innovative mind. Um, these radical bags, guys, it's a PVC coated uh, type of mesh bag that holds the one fear I always had with uh, air root pruning pots or fabric bags or some of these plastic pots that had the bigger holes is even runoff or when my soil's dry, when I top water is just all going to go off the sides or is it not going to work right and these are these holes in the side of the the fabric or not fabric but this pvc bag are just the right size to where it just it, it waters in fabulous i think it's because it creates maybe a tension in the little square hole and then the benefit is you guys get to use these over and over and over and over again yep uh, and if you have a hot grow room or if you're an outdoor grower talk about reducing thermal stress versus the sun even hitting a black fabric pat or pot or nursery pot uh, these things kick ass, guys. Made in USA, which is very important as well. Actually, they're made, I believe, Scotty, in Denver and Fresno now. Mm. So, yeah, yeah no, it's a chance is very, I like very important to be able to drop in and check on your product and, and yes. communicate with your staff. And there's just so really cool product, guys. GardengearSupply.com. You'll see me rocking these five gals in my next grow where I'm going to do autos for the first time. I keep, I keep pushing it back, but I'm like, I got to do it. So it'll be featured there as well. Uh, coupon code dude over on gardengearsupply.com will hook you up. Yes. All right. Let's see here. We got uh, another grow talk question. So we're cold buds. Are we at yet another newbie to indoor, huh? Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. And yeah, you got to read it, man. I, I can't do it like you, man. This is a pretty cool one here. This is from Smegor603. Smegor <laughs> we'll go with that. Sup, GDC. It's Ryan here coming at you from Massachusetts. And my wife and I are in the process of finishing building our new home. Looks pretty cool, man. Like, like in the picture here. And congrats, by the way. Um, now, this is exciting because of many strange critters like tarantulas, scorpions, and lizards as, as pets, which will all be in one room upstairs. The kicker is the room will be kept around 80 degrees and fairly dry, and there's a really nice sized closet inside. I'm already liking the sound of this room, Scotty. <laughs> I don't know. Got tarantulas and stuff, man. Cannabis, scorpions, tarantulas, <laughs> lizards. Let's, let's combine it all into one room. I'll just wait in the living room, thanks. Be careful. You gotta, we got we to gotta put the tarantula and the scorpion away before we go in there to trim, all right? Yeah. All right. So the room, the kicker is the room we kept around 80. We got that. Um, and then there's a closet inside the room, but it's a bit big. It's about four foot wide by five feet deep, about seven or eight foot ceiling. So we can do something with that. So, so I see a perfect spot to grow some cannabis. I got two years under my belt of growing, but outdoor experience only. I'm 27 and the house is new, so money will be tight. So I've been looking to get a few LED lights in a tent so I can grow one to four plants over the winter and help my seasonal depression as well. I love it because I really miss growing and it's dark all the time. As you know, this struggle, dude. <laughs> so some <laughs> beneficial lighting will be huge. I'd like to keep the investment minimal, more of a kiss approach, if you will. Keep it simple, stupid. All right. So he's been checking out the Spectrum King. Let's just first talk about his space. So he's got a closet. It's four by five feet. Right. All right. And he wants to, if we can just grow in the whole closet instead of saving, you're saying you want to get a tent, so save your money there and just turn that space into your grow space, right? Agreed. Absolutely agreed. I mean, don't spend money in the tent if you don't need to. The first thing I'm, the very first thing I worry about is where, where's your air going? Do you need, how are you exchanging air? You know, what, what are you going to do? You have a window? Can you go out the roof? Uh, being that you own this house and you're building it, you should make some badass vents out of that room and it'll give you all kinds of options. Intake, outtakes. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, he said the other room needs to be kept around 80. 
as far as where his critters are. So that also points me to that this room would probably be around the same temperature. So LED lighting 100% is where I'd go because you can run your environment right. 84, 85 degrees. So he's taken, uh, he, had been, he goes, I've been checking out the Spectrum King closet case LED lights. They got the 100 watt and 140 watts. I'd like to know how big of a tent would work best for my space and how much light I'll need for a modest starting point. He says, I'm, I grow in soil and I'm switching to fabric pots as well. Hope to hear back. Thanks for all the knowledge you guys give. All right. Yeah, what would, so, yeah, what would you do as far as for, uh, what is it? It's a, I'm sorry, it's a five by four? Or a four by five, whichever you prefer. <laughs> what do you think? It's a little bit, five foot is a... I'd throw, I'd try and find a four foot by five foot tent to put in there or or poly, Why do you want poly the room and not even get a tent and yeah, just use even, the entire closet? Yeah, I don't even know if I give a shit about a tent, man. Here's, you know, yeah, poly the room is a great thing. No, just white poly is fine. Don't put it on the floor. It can get slippery and shit. I mean, if you want on the floor, I'd rather do that pond liner or something, Scotty, that you used to use on sure. uh, room floors. Yep. A lot more durable and thick. And the first thing you should do is, I, we can totally set you up here. Go get some lights. At least one 140-watt SK is what I would roll in there. You can run that room, like I said, up to 84, 85 degrees. He says he only wants to do one to four plants. So if you're just looking for a starting point to get in on, on budget, although there is, let me check here. I got a... Uh, there's a sale. Spectrum King right now has an end of year sale. So they're doing two 100 watts for 338 or two 140s. Um, no, the two 100s are 338. And you can use coupon code SK on that. So check that out. Run that room up to 85. And Scotty, if he doesn't need, if those lights don't get the room any hotter, he's at the bonus where if he wanted to run a little CO2, he doesn't even have to do air exchange. It sure. could just, that room might just run right at the right parameters. I mean, you dump the air out every now and again, but you, yeah, you wouldn't need to do consistent mm -hmm. air exchange. It, it also kind of sounds like he has some climate control stuff implemented for that room already to keep it right around 80. And oh, you mean dry. for his other? Critters? Yeah, it, it sounds like that that room isn't just like naturally like that. It's they're, they're trying to maintain that temperature and humidity and lower humidity in there. So he's probably already set up with climate controls. It would just be building the actual grow in the closet. I'm thinking, man, I'm looking over at my horticultural lighting group has got these uh, long, they're four foot long, I think they're called infinity, they're like, a, basically it looks like a fluorescent tube. Mm -hmm. Man, those things are fucking cool, man. You might want to check something like that out, because if you got a five foot space or a four by five foot space, you'd put a couple of those or two or three of those down, man, you'd be rocking and rolling too. I just like it for the layout, man. Yeah. Either way, I mean, the the minimal investment, I think you'd be, get your lighting, order your lighting now and hang it up and see what it does to that room. Because for me, I got to see what my lighting is going to do to my room before I make some other decisions on exhaust or this fan. If you can keep it sealed environment, you could make a 20 pound CO2 tank last in a room like that for like a month, a month and a half. I've been pretty surprised, Scotty, actually, my, thank God, at the, with the refill price here. I think my tank's going to last me about at least a month, if not longer, in my five by nine tent because I never... I never exchange the air unless I'm going in and out of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. What are you keeping it at? What? Temperature wise? No, oh, uh, CO2. CO2 right around 800 to 1,000. Okay. That's moderate, man. I like Moderate. That's, that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> I love it. You're like, not if you want big buds and heavy yields, bro. Yeah. We can go pump this shit up. 2,100. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think let us know what you do, man. Uh, you're, he's out in Massachusetts. Hit hit me up as well. I'd love. I think we could get you out here posting here on the site. We love to have growers contribute. He said he's going to use some fabric pots. Would love to help your budget and get you some radical bags as well. Shane would hook that up because your pictures, Scotty. Look at his pictures before we go. I mean, beautiful outdoor plant here with like the Buddha in the background and then like a bench to sit and chill. <laughs> it is awesome. like I love the. I love the look of this. You look like you you know what you got going on with your outdoor grow. And then we scroll down a little more and we can see a little spider in the outdoor that is on literally it's eating. eating a caterpillar. That is a fabulous pick, man. And then lastly, hopefully, I don't think this is Photoshopped, but just a frog, a little mini toad or frog chilling on a huge fan leaf. This is awesome. Freaking, I love it, dude. Absolutely. My style of grower, get in touch and let us know what you do, man. Love to see how you get that closet going. Absolutely, congratulations. I'm, I'm jealous of the uh, the uh, critter room, grow room combination, man. You know, I like to bring you know a little fairy garden into my grow or some shit like that. <laughs> Be jealous, man. Make a friend and ask him to help you make one, man. Come on. All right. I did mention in there, guys, Spectrum King does have the end of year sale. Coupon code dude SK over there. We'll hook it up as well. Go see what they have going on. All right, so Absolutely. I think that's about what we got. We got anything else? About ready to put in the bag? Got anybody new slinging recharge? You know what? I just got my boys, man. Organic Grow Hut over in Smithfield, Rhode Island. Love those guys, man. Always crushing it for us. Thank you. And it sounds also like as far as recharge on Amazon in Canada, that the tax man's coming after you six ways from Sunday, huh? It's like, been interesting. My... I've never gotten so many bills from so many different people <laughs> in another country before. It's pretty fun. So there might be a price change, or I don't know, but I just want to give people a heads up because I know there's some Canadian DGC that want their hands on it. So we're trying, man. We're trying. It's like a dummy. I keep throwing money at it. <laughs> All right, let's put it in a bag. Don't forget, guys, growers DGC outlet on the homepage. Recharge stick sends you that does five gallons for a dollar. Make you holla. Yeah. Get you interested, man. Come on. If you haven't tried it, try it. Done. It's good stuff. All right, so put in a bag with Van Ripster. I'm going to shout out to Van Ripster. I'm going to shout out to Van Ripster, too, man. Wish you well, my friend. Wish you well. Well, JR Token. Yes. Token behind the scenes. He's not Token behind the He's in the scenes. We'll be hanging out this weekend at the Emerald Cup. If you don't know who JR is, he is the only amputee with a DGC knee. That don't that right. Man, I like it. Dude, I don't know if you see what I see here, but Santa Claus has joined the DGC, man. Awesome. Shout out to Santa Claus. He needs cannabis most this time of year. <laughs> and don't forget about Funky Diesel. Right, Canna be the one and Sensi Man 12. Barcelona Farmers and Doug Falant. <laughs> Mayonnaise is evil. Right. <laughs> and what am I going with here? Shoss Rage? <laughs> I don't know, but I'll take Merkwood Farm in the house. <laughs> All right, guys, stay higher, my friend. Oh, I don't know if I can get much higher, but I'm going to try right now and finish this bowl. Take it easy, brother. He's out. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss man's is to take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep a good boss it's just weed, it's just weed In my toolbox there's a bomb Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads and 
Smoking weed. 